Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday after a weekend in which Liverpool went to the Etihad and drew 1-1 with Pep's parcel. Uh, a solid result, I think actually a very good result for us, given the nature of the game, given the fact that it's away from home and who we were playing. Very, very happy with the result. Certainly things from the performance that can be improved, but I think, again, that's a positive for us knowing that we can play an awful lot better and we still went there and got a draw. Um, Don't want to dig too much into this because we did raw and I've just recorded Scouted with Carl, which should be out later today, uh, where we had a a chat about the, uh, the City game as well. So let's take a look at what the main Liverpool websites are saying to us today on our friends at This Is Anfield. Uh, There is a piece about the turnaround from the last time we were at the Etihad to this time. There's a couple more bits about the the game. Uh, Obviously, the highlight of the game is Darwin. (laughs) Darwin deciding to pick a fight with Pep Guardiola. Um, There's also a piece about how we now owe Benfica another 8.5 million because Darwin has played a certain amount of games for us. So that's fine. It's an investment that I think has been a a good one and continues to pay off for us. Um, Jamie Carragher doesn't think Trent Alexander-Arnold will ever be a Liverpool midfielder. I think Carragher is wrong, like he is, I think, with a lot of things. Um, Two assists and one goal for Liverpool striker as women claim first win in five games. Sophie Roman-Hogg got two assists and a goal in the 4-0 win over Brighton. Uh, Bonner, Van de Sanden and Holland with the other goals there. Uh, Matt Beard's side been in a bit of a slump, but good to see them getting a win and hopefully getting themselves back on track. Pe- uh, there's obviously been a lot of talk over the weekend about Trent and the performance, the goal, etc., etc., But I do think that the news that he signed with Adidas is quite interesting. Um, He was wearing a pair of tremendous-looking Adidas Predators at the weekend, and 
it looks like he's going to be one of the faces of Adidas moving forward. Uh, apparently going to become one of the sports top earners from a boot deal. Uh, he'd been with Under Armour for a long time and has decided to move across and he will don the Predators. And, you know, the first outing was pretty positive. Uh, that goal, some of the passes, always positive. Um, allegedly, our kit for next season has been le- uh, leaked. And I have to say, I, I do quite like it. I think it looks quite good. I've seen a few people say that they don't don't really like it. But for me, I like the, the yellow pinstripe on it. I think that's something that's potentially uh, going to pop really well. The design down the middle is a little busy for me. I, I like the stripes more than the design, but that's just me. It's just because of an old curmudgeon. But yeah, I, I think... I think overall it's a, it's a really nice kit. So more than happy, more than happy with that. Uh, not that it'll make, I don't buy jerseys anymore. I'm an old man. What would I be buying jerseys for? So, you know, for those younger people that enjoy the jerseys, I think, I think this is a good one. Uh, Liverpool warned not to expect tourists as last hunt leaders with a narrow win. There's a last one at the weekend, one nil and seemingly now they're going to come to Anfield and uh, look to beat us as they hope to get out of this group. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, come and have a go, and you'll probably get stuffed. So that's beneficial to us. Liverpool fans all say same about best ever Alejandro Garnacho bicycle kick. Gar- Garnacho scored an incredible goal for United against Everton. It is an absolutely sensational goal. I do think a goalkeeper with full-size arms might have saved it, but it's an incredible goal. Now, Liverpool fans have tried to push back against the idea that it's the best overhead kick they've ever seen uh, with the Benteke goal at United. The Benteke one is very good, but it's also really bad goalkeeping because it goes quite central. The two best bicycle kicks I've ever seen in the Premier League one is Trevor Sinclair for QPR. It's ridiculous, that goal. And the other would be Emre against Watford. Shout out to Seb Coates as well. Someone brought that one up, the one at QPR. That was great. But I do think I do think Emre and Trevor Sinclair, they're the gold standard for me. I'd put Garnacho third. Like, the Benteke one is largely forgotten because we were absolutely shite on the day and got comfortably beaten as Martin Tyler um, climaxed all over himself when Anthony Martial scored. But the Benteke goal was very, very good. Both are better than the Rooney one, which is held up as the gold standard despite the fact that it went in off his shin. Moving on. No point in getting too bogged down in something that doesn't really concern us. Um, Liverpool duo score first goals as Tyler Morton 
makes it two in five days. So Tyler Morton has found a nice rich vein of form at the moment and is playing quite well for Hull. Um, he scored at the weekend as Hull came from behind to get a draw with Swansea. Uh, he also scored, obviously, for England in the week and had the assist for Harvey Elliott. And Owen Beck uh, scored for Dundee at the weekend in their 2-1 defeat to Hibernian. Um, that's about it from those lads. Let's see what Liverpool.com have to sell us today in terms of the L hopes, dreams, expectations, realities, and Pep Guardiola-related not Liverpool content. Uh, Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane make history as Liverpool rival to make Victor Osman top target. I, I, I don't really understand why that's anything to do with us. How is that your lead story, lads? Uh, Jurgen Klopp might may find himself in Brendan Rodgers' position this season as Liverpool have new rival. Uh, this is a piece about Aston Villa. Cristiano Ronaldo gives Liverpool legend Sadio Mane a gift as Real Madrid has $430 million transfer plan. I would hope that there's some Liverpool-related stuff and it's not just about Sadio. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff about the, the game at the weekend, which you can check out, uh, including Jamie Carragher being once again wrong about the, uh, the foul on Alisson, claiming that he was lucky. Uh, can we be clear here? Akanji grabs his hand or grabs his wrist before the ball comes in and then puts his arm on his shoulder and pushes downwards. It's a foul. Every single day of the week, it's a foul. So let's not be silly. Uh, right, Real Madrid's plan. I'm assuming it's going to include Trent. Sadi was congratulated... No, no, it's just about Mbappe and Haaland. Such utter nonsense, not in any way Liverpool related. Liverpool should explore a new transfer market for World Cup star after shock England defeat. Um, so Ben Boxick has written this piece and it is in regards to the Under-17 World Cup, which is ongoing. And Amarbek Zadov scored, who scored one of the goals to, uh, Zadov, Zadov, scored one of the goals to knock out England and had a total of five goal contributions in six games at the tournament as Uzbekistan were one of the, or maybe the surprise package of the competition getting to the quarterfinals. Um, Uzbekistan also qualified for the knockout round of the recent under-20s World Cup. So maybe maybe a nation to keep an eye on. Um, right, before we go to anfieldindex.com, I got a question sent in from Andy Wales, and I thought we'd dig into it today. So... Which of the following trio of legendary players would you select to add to the current Liverpool squad? So, Group A, 
are Frank Reichard, Philippe Lam, and Gabriel Batistuta. Now, he's clearly just picked players that he knows I love because all nine players in the three different options he's given me are players that I think are absolute all-timers. So, Frank Reichard as the holding midfielder in this Liverpool team would be incredible. Philippe Lam could either be your upgrade on Robbo at left-back or he could play right-back and you could push Trent into midfield. So, they both work perfectly. And Gabriel Badastuta as the nine would be an upgrade on Darwin with the greatest respect to Darwin. I think even Darwin would, would accept that. Gabby, uh, Batty goal rather, is, is one of the best nines the game has ever had. So that's a really, really strong group. So if we think of Lamb, say, in the Robbo position, he's a little bit short for it, but he's an incredible defender. Rijkaard in the holding midfield spot and Badastuta up front. Like, that's a hell of a team. That really is a hell of a team. If you go 4-3-3, you go Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Lamb, Dominic, Rijkaard, Alexis, Mo, Badastuta, choice of winger, Diaz, Jota, Gakpo, whichever you want. Um, that's that's pretty special. Uh, I'm column B, Redondo, Lillian Turam, Frank Ribery. So you would be moving Trent into midfield with this one. You'd be going to something like uh, a four box two. Turam at right back, Ibu, Virgil, and Andy Robertson. Trent and Redondo, or Alexis and Redondo in central midfield. Trent or Alexis right side, Dominic left side, Mo and Darwin through the middle. That's that's pretty that's pretty fucking good. Um Redondo in this team would just be ridiculous. His ability to shield the defense and then adding his ball progression and playmaking from deep. I think it would be ridiculous. I think you would play Trent in with him, but have Trent moving wide on the right as we progress and attack, starting centrally. So you go Trent, Redondo, Alexis, right side, Dominic, left side. But as you progress into the final third, Trent can go play right wing. Alexis comes a little bit central. Dominic has freedom to shift inside off the left because you're getting that overlap from Robertson. And then, oh, sorry, Frank Ribery. I didn't even, I, I don't know where you'd put him. Would you, you'd, you'd have to leave somebody out. I'm not sure who you'd leave out. You'd, you'd maybe leave out, you'd maybe leave out Alexis? Trent, Redondo, Sabozlai is a midfield three? Or play Dominic right side and Ribery left side? Oh, that would be fun. 
that would be a lot of fun, just watching Ribery give fullbacks twisted blood game after game. I'd probably have Ribery coming off the bench. Like, last 25 minutes against tired defenders, just go out there and tie them in knots. Go out there and have a look at them lads and see how bad they are and just, just do what you do. Uh, the third set then are Dimitri Albertini, Carlos Puyo, and Pavel Nedved. Again, I think you're putting Puyo at right back. I think you are. Albertini and Trent as a double pivot. Imagine the passing. Dominic right side, Nedved left side. Unfortunately, Alexis is not getting in that team. Darwin and Moe. Oh, all three of these still leave one issue. Now, I suppose in, in line A, you could go... You could go... Gomez, right back. Lamb, left back. Redondo, no, Reichard and McAllister. Reichard and Trent. Reichard and Trent, McAllister, Dominic. Batistuta and Moe. None of them solve the left back issue, really. Like, Lamb would be the best to, to fill that role. But then if you do Lamb there, you've got probably got to play Trent right back. You play Joe. Either way, like Joe's not ideal there. If Lamb is left back, he's brilliant, obviously. But if, if he's right back, Robbo's left back. And again, he's declined. I do think we need three players for the current shape. Now, Turam could definitely play left side of a back three. So you could go with Turam at left back coming in to play as the left side centre back. So you go Ibu, Virgil, Turam, which would be pretty pretty unbeatable. Then you go Redondo, Trent. Dominic and Alexis, Mo, Darwin, Ribery. The only issue with that is there's no there's no width on the left in terms of going on the outside. You don't have a left sided defender. You don't have a left footed winger. But that would be a really fun team to watch. A really fun team to watch. I think I'd have to go with option B. Like Reichard, Reichard's really appealing because I, I think he'd I think he'd be just incredible in the modern game. Lamb is obviously one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen, and obviously Batty Gold's one of the best nines. But the same like option C, Albertini was great, Nedved was incredible, Puyol incredibly good defender but option B I think Redondo is the best defensive midfielder of all time and I think Lillian Turam is I think I have him second all time 
as a right back behind Zanetti. And I do favour the idea of us going to a four box two and having a bit more of a defensive presence in one of the fullback spots. And I think it's easier to do that at right back. So Turam, Ibu, Virgil, player to be named later. A left back to buy an out and out left back that we should buy. Eight Nuri, Kirkes, whoever, Nuno Mendes, maybe. Alfonso Davies, if he could. Ali in goal, obviously. Redondo and Trent. Alexis and Dominic as the advanced eights, playing almost as tens. And then Mo and Darwin with Ribri as an option off the bench. So you can you can defend really well against Liverpool for 60 minutes and you look over and here's Jota coming on to run endlessly, Gakpo coming on to add guile and Frank Ribri coming on to absolutely snatch your soul away and embarrass you in front of all of your friends and family. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll go with option B. I'll go with option B. Redondo and Turam are the ones that sell it for me because... I just, if I was literally picking two players to put into this Liverpool team, it would be them. Even if Robbo stayed at left back, it would just be, we'd be so good defensively with the other three. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Right, on to Anfield Index. And the lead piece is about the potential that Trent could find himself in a little bit of trouble. Uh, His celebration at the weekend where he went and he shushed we didn't really shush them. He just put his finger to his lips in front of them. He did shush them. What am I saying? He did shush them. He went and he shushed those City's fans who hadn't really made a whole lot of noise anyway. Um, that could potentially lead to a little bit of trouble for him. Uh, there's a piece about the potential of Valentin Barco as a left-back option for us, maybe. Uh, a piece about the Reds being linked to a potential new centre-back who could be that left-back centre-back option, uh, Beraldo from Sao Paulo. Really, really good young player. It's a piece about Mo and his love of chess. There is a piece about Gareth Crooks being an absolute bell end as well. So Gareth Crooks wrote uh, his team of the week, which is always players that he's never watched play. He just looks at who scored and picks the players that score goals in his team of the week. That's that's the entire research that Garth Crooks does for his team of the week. Doesn't watch any games. Might watch Spurs because he's a Spurs fan, but he doesn't watch any other games. He just picks the players that scored. And in his team of the week, he picked Trent. And rather than, you know, highlighting Trent, uh, because he didn't watch the game, he just saw Trent score, and he might have seen match of the day highlights, which is, you know, about all he does. Um, he decided to have a pop at Darwin and tell Darwin that he should focus more on scoring goals than he should on arguing with Pep Guardiola. Well, Darwin's having a very good season uh, in terms of both goals and assists. And I hardly think that Mr. 1-3 and himself, Gareth Crooks, is in much of a position uh, to say a whole lot of anything. Uh, you know, a couple of good seasons with Spurs back in the 80s. But after that, very, very average. Very, very average. Uh, flop at United, not particularly good at West Brom. 
had a had one good season at West Brom, but it was in the second division, wasn't in the the top flight. Um, and then didn't do well at Charlton, kind of flopped there as well. Now he's a bit older by that by that point, but well, he wasn't really. He was he was twenty. 27, 28 when he moved there? 28, I think. Um, you know, no no caps for England? None? Couldn't get one cap for England, Gareth? No, no. No, no. We won't be having Gareth Crooks criticise Darwin. Not even a fucking little bit. Right, podcast-wise, um, there's post-match role, which obviously you should listen to. Uh, Dave Davis had a has a piece as a podcast up uh, regarding the game at the weekend, so give that a listen. We have scouted to come out today, and there's a few other bits and bobs uh, in the pipeworks. We have the transfer committee pod will be out this week. All going well. Unfortunately, work commitments um, kind of ruined the flow last week, and we were unable to get it done. So. It'll be done this week. Uh, also coming this week, media matter. Uh, media matters. There is an under pressure tonight. A minefield, which is hopefully coming Friday. A couple of press conference pods. There'll be at least two. Well, there will, no, there'll be two more scouts. Um. Yeah, lots and lots to come. Um, Media Matters is today with David Lynch and the first songs of Anfield podcast is also going to be out this week as well so that'll be an interesting one to give a listen to and that is it we've lots coming so do stay tuned and I will see you all tomorrow take care of yourselves bye bye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.